Good morning. It is so great to be with you guys, and I am just honored to open up God's Word for us today. And today we begin with a really simple question. Who or what drew you here this morning? Was it a friend or maybe a family member? Maybe just a tough situation? Maybe you're looking for a new church family, or maybe you're looking for hope. Maybe this is just your Sunday morning routine and here you are, and you haven't thought twice about it until right now. But whatever you are and whatever drew you here this morning, I want you to think about that ultimately God is who drew you here this morning. And not only did he draw you here, but my question is, who else is drawn here? What kicked you out of your warm and comfortable bed and drew you here today? We're all longing for something, but the question is, what is it that we long for? We're in a series right now titled On Mission, thinking together about how we can answer the question, what exactly are we doing here? And to be honest, it's a question I've wrestled with a lot. And sometimes, especially on a Sunday morning at 5.30 when my alarm goes off, I'm like, what exactly am I doing here? This is silly. But here we are, and the last couple weeks we have thought about that first word in our mission statement, inviting. If you guys want to say the mission statement of Good Shepherd with me, you're more than welcome to, but it is to invite all people to grow into a Christ-centered life in God's family. So the last two weeks, we've thought about that word inviting, about how God has invited us and how we can invite others. But today, we're going to take a grab at that word, all people. And so I want to invite you, if you have your Bible with you, to turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 1. Now, when Jesus saw the crowd, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who persecute, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. So Jesus begins this teaching, one of the longest recordings we have of his words, by saying, blessed are you, fortunate are you, 
Happy are you who are poor in spirit. I don't know about you, but that doesn't feel like really exciting news to me. I don't want to think I'm happy or I'm fortunate or blessed because I feel like I am drained emotionally, spiritually, and physically. These words are as countercultural today as they were to the ears that Jesus first said them to. And just like we don't equate these things with the blessings Jesus attaches to them, the people Jesus was talking to were just as shocked. They were so surprised that Jesus said these kind of people are blessed, are fortunate, are happy. And as Jesus invites these people to him, as he has gone to the crowd and gone up on the mountainside, he sits down as a rabbi often would, and he taught them. And what he taught them is that they are blessed. And this word blessed is not a word we understand very well. Being blessed is very different than being affirmed. Being affirmed is for what you've done. So for me, I played soccer my whole life. And so when I got off the field and my coach said, good game, it had nothing to do about who I was. It had everything to do with my performance. I played a good game. She affirmed me. Being blessed is so different. Being blessed is just because you are who you are. To be blessed is to know that you are unconditionally loved. You are celebrated. And you don't have to do anything to deserve that. You are blessed because you are you. And Jesus experienced what it was like to be blessed. And so I want to just invite you, if you have your Bibles, to just turn back one page to Matthew chapter 3. This is where Jesus gets baptized. And so let's just turn there. John the Baptist has been out in the wilderness and people have been drawn to him. And he says, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. And so Jesus steps onto the scene in Matthew chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 13, and he says this. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. You're the one we've been waiting for, not me. But Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, here is the kicker. As soon as he was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Maybe a familiar passage for you, but what is so radical about this is Jesus has not done anything. He is 30 years old, and he steps on the scene, and as far as we know, he hasn't healed anyone, he hasn't taught anyone, he hasn't called the masses to him and proclaimed a coming kingdom, an in-breaking kingdom. 
But God the Father does not hesitate to bless him. He says, this is my son, and in him I am well pleased. What a beautiful example we have of what it looks like to be blessed. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, in that Sermon on the Mount, that we are blessed, not because of what we have done, but because of who we are. The kind of life that Jesus points to on the Sermon on the Mount is a spirit-empowered result of those who respond to the gospel, not the means in one enters in. However, many people today, especially today, are experiencing the same things the Beatitudes talk about, like being poor in spirit, like mourning, like being meek or hungering and thirsting for righteousness. A lot of people are experiencing those, and maybe you are too, but what is it like to experience those things without any hope, without the promise that Jesus attaches to them? Jesus continues his Sermon on the Mount in verse 13 by saying this, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus says these things we experience, these beatitudes that he's just taught on, we experience them not as a means to be a Christian, but as we experience them, we get to be salt and light in the world. We get to be different than what the world tells us we should be. And I had the amazing opportunity this last weekend, last weekend, to go to camp with 15 third through fifth grade kids. These kiddos, let me tell you, are amazing. Absolutely amazing kids. These are kids who've experienced a world that is torrential, unpredictable, and often unreliable. And yet, they are the most resilient kids I have ever seen. We showed up Friday afternoon, and they're all pumped to get in a 15-passenger van and put their pillows in there, and they got tons of snacks, and they sit there, and I'm like, guys, we're not leaving for 20 minutes. They're like, it's okay, Janae, I'm, I'm going to wait right here. I'm like, okay, we have a two-hour drive. No problem. We will wait right here. We get out. We get to camp, and within the first 10 minutes, we lost a kid. So excited to be at camp. He just, he heard, hey, all guys follow me. So he just went. He's an old guy. He just went with it. Another church was with him for an hour and a half. We had the whole camp looking for him. They're all in their walkie talkies. It was awesome. You should really hire me to go to camp with your kids. Let me tell you. (laughs) 
the best part was his mom was with us and she lost her own kid. So I felt pretty good about it. But these kids, let me tell you, we learned while we were there, the speaker had this mirror. And he talked about how when God created the world, he created it purposefully and he made it with an intention for relationships. And the second night we were there, the speaker dropped the mirror. The mirror shattered. And these kids were so shocked that somebody was allowed to break a mirror in front of everyone else. But that night, I sat in my cabin with eight third through fifth grade girls who wondered, I am so much like a broken mirror. I am so hurt. I am so broken. And to share with them the hope that we have because we are blessed, not because of anything we've done, not because of anything they're going to do someday, but they're blessed because Jesus loves them. And Jesus knows that they are poor in spirit. He knows that they are mourning, they are meek, and they're hungering and thirsting for righteousness. These third through fifth grade girls are merciful. They are pure in heart. They are peacemaking, and they're even persecuted. And that's exactly who Jesus invites as his all people. That's exactly who Jesus says is blessed. So I want to show you guys what camp was like. And while we watch this video, I want to just invite you to just allow God's Spirit to prompt you in your awareness to one, realize, amen. God has blessed them. God loves them unconditionally. Then can you realize that the same way he loves these little kids, he loves you. So let's watch this video. is alive Empty cross and empty grave Life eternal you have won the day Shout it out Jesus is
awesome. It is such a gift, and it is so fun. But what is the best part of camp is these kids go to camp, and they have time dedicated to them for an adult to pour into their life to tell them exactly what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 5. You are blessed. And then he says, you are blessed, and then you are sent. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And all these things Jesus wants to say to you today, too. You are blessed. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And we can only be the salt of the earth and the light of the world if we understand first and foremost that we are blessed. Not because of anything we've done, just because of who we are. I think we would short-circuit today if I just closed us up in prayer. And so what I want to invite you to do, because I'm a children's director and I love participation, is I want to ask you to grab out your bulletin, because I know there's tons of blank space on it, and I also want to invite you to grab out a pen. If you have a pen, if not, there's one right in front of you in your seat. So, no excuses. <laughs> but what we're going to do today is we're going to write a name down of someone this week that we can bless, that we can say, you are loved, not because of anything you've done, but simply because of who you are. So grab out that pen and that paper, and let's ask God's Spirit to be with you. I'm going to just give us a couple minutes in quiet, and then I'm going to lead us out in some prayer. So would you just pray with me? Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for sending your son into a broken and hurting world to give words of hope, to give words of blessing, to give words of mission. God, not only do you bless us, but you are present with us even right now. You are a God who has drawn us to you, to know you, and to trust you, to hope in you. God, as we thought about this morning, would your spirit awaken us to the truth that we are blessed? And because we are blessed, we are sent. God, we take this moment right now to think and pray about one person that we could remind this week that they are blessed. 
Would you empower us to use our body to write on a silly sheet of paper a name of one person this week that we could bless? Would your spirit give us courage to write their name down? God, would you prepare the way? Would you already be going ahead of us and make the situation so clear that even if we miss it, we would look back and know that we have learned more about you and know that we are blessed even still because it's not about what we do, but it's who we are. Would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear who we can bless this week because we have been first and foremost blessed by you. It's in the strong and steady name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.